following was recorded on February 19th at the Long Beach Comic Expo at the Long Beach Convention Center. The Podcast Advocates panel features an array of podcasting talent gathering to give tips to podcast newcomers. Check out podcastadvocates.com for more information. The panel will be held again at Comic-Con Palm Springs, which will be held August 25th to the 27th. But for now, you can enjoy this recording. All right, I think we're ready to get started, officially. Uh, good morning again, everyone. Thanks for coming out. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. Good. good morning. Good morning. It's good. Um, we are the Podcast Advocates, and uh, we're going to talk about podcasting this morning. Real quick, right. by way of introduction, how many of you guys have a podcast that you are on or trying to start? Ooh, wow. Oh, yes. This That's is good. You're awesome. in the right place. How many don't have a podcast, just want to hear about podcasting? Good. That's All awesome, right. too. And I always ask, how many people just don't want to raise their hands? Any any no hand raisers? Okay. Not, some not hand raisers out there. That's, that's fair. That's perfectly okay. That's all right. Yep. We, uh, podcasting is for everyone. So, uh, well, let's go down real quick and we'll introduce each person just so you guys know who we are that we're talking about. And um, we'll start at the end with Andrew. If you could introduce yourselves, guys, and tell us just real briefly about the podcast that you are on so we know who you are. All right, uh, I'm Andrew Lindy. I uh, founded the Benview Network, which uh, has yeah. most of the, the shows on the panel here. Uh, I'm the host of Nerds Eye View, which is a movie review podcast, and I did a show called uh, Shut Up Leonard, where we talked about every single episode of the TV show Community. <laughs> and who did you awful. have on your final episode, Andrew? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't our final episode, but in one of our well, close to last the episodes, we did interview Dan Harmon, the creator of Humi- Community. Oh, yeah. Well, I also write for Pick Your Path, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast written by myself and also David King, who's right there in the front row. <laughs> yeah, Dave. I'm right, Brendan, Brendan Creasy. Um, I am the host of a podcast, well, co-host, along with Phil down there, of Radio Brendo Man, which has been around in one form or another since uh, 2004. So that's like when podcasting started, if you're keeping track of things. Um and uh, and then I have a couple other shows, uh, MBWS, Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, if you're a wrestling fan, check it out, and uh, Popsicles, um, which is a pop culture podcast that I do with a couple of my other friends, and they're all on the Benview Network, and uh, yeah, I've been doing, been doing podcasting for a long time, so. And Cheryl. And Cheryl. I am Cheryl Jones. My show is Movies Made Me, as you can tell from the vast amount of merchandise I have here. Uh, (laughs) I just like this stuff. Uh, So my show is about the movies that have influenced you to be who you are. So a slightly different take on movie podcasting. And uh, I have been doing this. I just celebrated my second anniversary of the podcast. So... Yeah. And you get a lot of guests on your show. You've had I a lot do of get cool... some guests. My biggest one so far is Clancy Brown, the actor who you probably know from Highlander and, and such things. Uh, the and Kurgan. The Kurgan, yes. And, uh, and Swampy Marsh and Dan Pavemeyer from Phineas and Ferb have each done episodes. Uh, and they've, Swampy has come back a couple times. And, uh, and I've got some coming up that I can't talk about that I'm pretty hideously excited about. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, that, good adjective there. I like that. <laughs> Janelle. Hello, I am Janelle Vecchio. Um, I am the co-host of the Mandarian Orange Show. And two of... So cute. <laughs> Those are our two uh, youngest <laughs> listeners right over here. Um, I, to, to listen to the backstory of the title of our podcast, you're going to have to listen to episode one. <laughs> but I do it with this guy right here, my husband, and we talk 
about everything from teaching, I'm a teacher, to travel, <coughs> or travelers, to fighting with my husband here. <laughs> So, we have a segment about fights, so, you know. <laughs> so, just everything under the sun. We dabble in everything. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Um, I am going to be moderating this morning, but I also have, I do the show with Janelle, like she said, Mandarian Orange Show. I do Radio Brendo Man with Brendan. I also have um, a Family Ties podcast where we watch the old, old episodes of Family Ties and talk about that episode by episode. Um, that's called Alex P. Keaton is my friend, and... Uh, it's pretty fun. So. And who did you get as? I just interviewed recently recent Skippy, uh, Mark Price, who played Skippy, uh, was on my show. So it's pretty cool. The goal, obviously, being eventually I want to meet Alex P. Keaton himself, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> that would right? be awesome. Because so, I want to I meet Marty McFly. <laughs> who does All right. Well, so let's, uh, let's get things rolling here. Um, w- one of the things we want to do is to answer questions or talk about things that you guys have. So before we get into general questioning kind of things you guys have questions about? Let's get some questions from you guys up front. It's early, I know. Growing your podcast. Growing your podcast. Excellent. You said you do have a podcast as well, right? Okay. Just by the way, we are going to be giving you guys a chance to talk about your show at the end, so don't worry. We'll get to that. Growing your podcast, guys. Any, any tips? Um, I think the biggest thing is just uh, the first key to growing your podcast is being consistent in your release schedule and sticking to it because that's the thing. I mean, the good thing about podcasting is with most podcasts, like with iTunes and other things, like people, they get your new episodes as they come. But after a while, I know if, like an ep- if, a, if a show hasn't updated in like a few months or whatever, I kind of stop. I don't, I'm, I'm not an unsubscriber, but I'll, I really won't pay attention. So I think the first big thing is sticking to your release schedule, whatever that may be. If you can only do your show once a month, start off once a month and stick to it, and you'll build your audience that way. But if you say, oh, we're going to do it once a week or twice a week, and then you start falling off that schedule, you're going to lose your audience before you even built one. So that's my tip. Is well, and, and I think recognizing that growth is slow slow really and don't slow. get frustrated <laughs> but yeah you build your audience one especially in podcasting it is one person at a time yeah i mean i've been at it two years and i've seen growth but it's it's you know i'd like it to be even bigger of course but i'm getting there you know so it takes time and i think um you know don't be afraid to use social media like it's not that you need to have a, a twitter account and an instagram account for your show but if you already have those accounts use them to post about your show. But n- don't go overboard, of yeah. course. Don't make that exclusively what you post about. But try and um, you know, hit the balance between what you're interested in and promoting your show. Because if someone follows you because they like what you're putting out, they're going to like to hear about your new episodes and upcoming episodes. And I know on the Mandarin Orange Show and on Radio Brindo Man, we have a lot of success by engaging our listeners through things like... Um, on Radio Brendo Man, we call it Reader Mail because I screwed up and called it that, and that's how it always <laughs> is now. But on Mandarin Orange Show, they have listener mail, and people love hearing you talk about them. So mm-hmm. if you have, even if it's a little segment where you read one email or things, and people get into that, and we've had people consistently writing into Radio Brendo Man for, since we started our latest run of the show, which has gone 300 episodes, we have people that have been writing in consistently, and you build that relationship, and they get invested. 
And, but at the same time, I've been going for two years, and I, no matter how much I beg, I can't get people to, to send me emails. So <laughs> I do. Depends on what yeah, you're doing. I give shout outs for iTunes reviews, but that's about all I've got. So, you know. <laughs> I, we have a lot of family get togethers, and I'll sit down with, you know, grandma and grandpa and download Stitcher for them. Like, <laughs> I have the whole family listening, and then they tell their friends, and we've gotten a lot of listeners from just helping helping people figure out like how to listen to podcasts because they're like what's this online online radio what you know and you just have to like start them off and then they tell their friends and they tell their friends so so tell your mom basically tell your mom (laughs) um i would say too about like the i mean it depends on your format because up here we have very different formats of shows that are represented so um you know cheryl's is very much You know, you interview people, you have a very set format about the types of things you talk about and the structure, whereas, you know, Radio Brendo Man or Mandarin Orange Show is a lot more free-flowing. So part of it is, you know, knowing what you're presenting, Um, you know, if if you're a strict format, it's going to look different. Yeah, and like for me, social media, I don't really promote it so much on my personal social media, but I do have separate accounts, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, exclusively for the show, and I am just primarily posting show or kind of show related movie related things but for me that's what is going to work because that kind of keeps it to me sort of clean and nice which I mm-hmm. I don't know I personally like so yeah cool another question I saw another hand pop up somewhere yes question um, just getting started my friend and I have an idea for podcast that we want to make but it's just you know going about actually I I have a, I have a handy right I have a handy handout here that everybody's free to come up and take uh, that gives you kind of short little snippets on all the things you need to think about like an RSS feed and your microphones and editing and a hosting service and things like that just to give you an idea of what you need to think about what you need to have and then kind of you know it mostly talks about how I started what my cost was to start which you can do it even cheaper than yeah. I did my cost to start like for my gear was $106 total uh, I have since upgraded uh, but I didn't do that you know I did like the first year and a half of the show with my original cheap gear and then just you know the cost for a, a host for your media files and things but you can start really yeah. cheaply so but that'll give you what you need to think about there are you can start i i mean i i my biggest thing i always see people posting in podcast groups and then these pro guys are like oh you need this mixer and this thing right. and it's like hundreds of dollars a gear never let gear stop you from starting your podcast like because first of all when you start even if you have the best gear it's gonna be rough and <laughs> and so you why waste money on like fancy gear if you're just kind of figuring things out and 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 so that's my because when I started my podcast, I was living in China. I had a Dell laptop and one of those two dollar plastic microphones that you used those boom mics that everybody came with your computer. And I and I made it work. I had Audacity, which is free software to record. Mm-hmm. I, rec- I that's what I've been using for twelve years now, thirteen years, and and it's free and it works on all platforms. I got it on my Mac. I got it on my PC. It works mm-hmm. on Linux. It works on anything. And and then if you want if you don't have money for hosting, there are free options. There's WordPress.com. You can host there, and then the files you can host. We actually I host my files on Archive.org. It's free, and they actually want you to post host your podcast. It's basically an archive of in, of the internet is what they're trying to do, and they want you to post your podcast stuff there, and and it's free. And so 
don't let the gear and all that stuff be a barrier. That's my one piece of advice. Yeah, I let I let that hold me back for like six months when the first time I went out and kind of I'm a I'm a research person, so I went out and checked all this stuff and found all these sites that talked about here's what you need to start, and it was going to be like six hundred fifty dollars to get all this gear, like the cheapest version of this gear. So if I I put it off. I'm like I can't afford to do that, and then I took a second look online, and that's when I discovered cheaper microphones and that I could use Audacity and all this free software, and I was like, oh, this is way more reasonable. So yeah, don't let it, don't let those things you see online hold you back because there are a lot of people who post a lot of weird stuff that I'm like, why are you getting this technical about it? And I, Some, I think uh, beyond gear too, like uh, the podcast name is kind of important. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. oh, yeah. just do like a real simple Google search of whatever name you're <laughs> thinking about just to see what else is out there that has a similar name or even the same name and maybe go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have yeah. my, my name of my yeah. podcast be the same name as this very popular TV show or book or <laughs> something people, else. In my experience working on the web, most people will forget your URL. They won't remember it, so they're going to Google you. Um, and, and like, for instance, I have my brand is Brendo Man. And so you type Brendo Man to Google, it's all me. It's all me. <laughs> and you want that. You want, you want something where people type it into Google and they're going to find you. And... Phil and I work in the music industry quite a bit, and that's the number one thing we see is these band names where if you type that into Google, nobody's going to be able to find your stuff. And same thing goes with podcasting or pretty much anything. And, that's, and then also you want to make sure you want a unique name because people get weird about their names and you don't want somebody coming after you because you copied their name or... I'm waiting for the other Mandarian show to like, come after us for that. Well, till very recently, um, Phil and I were using a rock band mic. Yeah, I've recorded over 500 episodes of podcasts across my various shows, and until Christmas, I was using a rock band mic that you can get for like five dollars. I've seen them for two bucks at GameStop. Yeah. And the the funny part is this though, because people like I did mic tests. I, I had a bunch of different mics, and I recorded and sent samples to Brendan and some of my my family and stuff. And the one they all picked that sounded the best was the rock band mic that wow. literally you can get for like three or five bucks at like a used bin somewhere at a GameStop, right? So, again, like the, not having those things limit you, using what you have and doing it well is what's important. So. Mm -hmm. It's all about your content. I mean, content is king, and that's, I think that's 100% true. I see a question in the back back there. Uh, now, I had a successful show. personal family tragedies and so I kind of abandoned it for a while. Like for instance, you went from five days a week down to Man. once a week to once every nine months to yeah. off. You know, but it's always that passion you want to go back and do it. What would you say to someone who had Oh, man. Award winning, but you had, you know, you lost your support network, your equipment's 10 years old. You know, what would you say to someone trying to get back into it? Well, that's do it. That's what happened with me. <laughs> Just start. I, I started. If if we had kept, if I had remained consistent since 2004, I mean, man, I'm pretty sure I would be the longest running podcast, and I would have like thousands of episodes. But I, <laughs> I really slowed down and altogether stopped for a couple years, and I wasn't like five days a week. That's man, that's a lot. That's yeah. kudos to you for <laughs> keeping that up. But but don't. But the thing that I did discover is that. If you if you if you have that audience and you start doing it again, 
they eventually will come back because we are I had been off the game and then we have a lot of people and we still get feedback like oh yeah I listened to you way back in the day and then Mm. once you started up again so they will once they see that you're doing it they will come back and it's just again like a matter of doing it it's and you if you already have your name and everything ready to go you're halfway there so it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it and your audience will find you yeah your old listeners will come back excited to listen to you I know there's tons of things that I used to listen to and watch that I wish would make a comeback everyone watched Fuller House right (laughs) 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 awesome uh any other questions yeah uh, so more of a technical question. What do you guys uh, use when people aren't local? You know, capturing, uh, Good question. You know, overseas across the I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Carol's very strict about that. I am very strict. If somebody's from another part of the country, I say, well, and if they want to do the show, I say, well, when you're in L.A. or Orange County, you know, we can do the show. Because I've heard so many shows, and a lot of people do it really effectively using Skype and all the different programs, but... To me, there's always a certain sound in that that just kind of doesn't work for me. And I know myself well enough to know that if I'm talking with someone by remote like that, if I'm not looking in their eyes, I'm going to zone out. So, <laughs> And it's not going to be good. So I, I have just set a strict rule of, you know, I'm only going to talk with... Luckily, being a movie-based show, this is kind of the you're right area the right for place. it. But, yeah. but there is a Phil way to I do it so two, that the audio quality yeah. is good. Brendo, you want to... Well, and I have two that. different methods depending on. So the way we just we do remote stuff, we actually recorded our show. We were in two separate areas for a long time, and then we also do interviews with guests on the East Coast and other things. So our method, it's not the most like sound because there is equipment you can buy. Like the one, the thing that they use. What's the radio equipment that you can use to take calls? It's kind of expensive, but oh, there's yeah. an actual. Thing, but any, but any, you, if yeah, you really are serious, they do have that equipment that you, you, you use your phone with. But um, we've had one, pretty much one percent success, depending on the technical savvy of the person you're interviewing, or it's on the other end. Um, if you want perfect sound quality, you use we use Google Hangouts. It's because we've had better luck with that than Skype. Um, and and then um, and then so you have your you're talking to each other, and then we do it where. If the person knows what they're doing, if you can coach them to do this, they record their end of the conversation and you record your end of the conversation so you're getting a perfect audio quality like they have audacity running and while you're recorded while you're talking to each other and then they send you their end of the conversation and you in post you just put them together and I did that for years and, and um and if but if if we have a guest that doesn't know like how to do that like it's because it's it's a little bit you know okay download audacity you have to have a microphone and headphones and then but then the way we do it now with any guest i can just be like all right just hop on google hangouts and then google hangouts has a built-in feature where it will stream to youtube and so i have it so then once the conversation is over i have this youtube video of our conversation the audio quality again it's not perfect people can always tell when we're doing that but it's not it's not it's not bad by any means um, especially if you guys have good internet connections, it's pretty good. Um, sometimes I'll do it and people won't even notice, but they have the YouTube video and then there's a website called listen to youtube.com and you, it'll rip an MP3 of your YouTube video. So you have just the sound and then there's my recording. Boom. I also use that. I do. We stream every single recording that we do to YouTube just so we have that as a backup. 
in case our local file, something happens, something happened with our recording. And that has saved us multiple times because yes. no matter what i have that youtube recording it might not be the 100 percent quality of like our normal quality but i, I really could have used that recently yeah, cheryl <laughs> had a disaster <laughs> tell, tell us about yeah. your disaster my, briefly <laughs> andrew I, I, doesn't I, I, want me to talk about it let me not, tell my skype story <laughs> okay, don't use any okay, names andrew's exactly. got a skype there story two, no there's i mean there are two <laughs> methods if if you're going to use skype the way that i've found this works best for me only because i have this equipment is, um, I have yeah, a, you've got an external board. I have board. A, a Zoom R16 board, which allows recording of each individual track that you plug into it. Uh, so basically, I get someone in on Skype through um, a laptop, or even I've done it with an iPad, and it kind of works. Uh, you just plug them right in, and uh, it's it's as if they're in the room, but yeah. you can't see them. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then the other, the other method that I've done is um, if it's just like on a phone call, um, I bought this uh, special microphone that was like, $20, it can plug into any recording device, and it's an earbud that records what someone is saying into your ear. Like, it's it's so weird to use, huh. but the quality comes out actually really good. That There's a cool. lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. On the technical aspect. Okay, Cheryl, now you can. So, okay. Cheryl does have a disaster story. <laughs> I do. This is one of the things, like, just know stuff's going to happen along the line, so Don't just be ready for you. it and keep going. So I just recorded a last Sunday, a week ago today, uh, my second anniversary show. I had six people in the room. Clancy Brown was one of them. Uh, Swampy Marsh called in by phone. Uh, we had a, a Andrew was there, and we were using his mixing board, and which I've been on shows before where we've used that, and it's been great. Uh, but for whatever weird, freakish reason, we recorded two hours and 15 minutes of nothing. So it just, the board just, there was a glitch. You know, who knows what it was. So, so I'm having to, that's, I was here yesterday just recording with people who've been on the show before, a few new people, just so I have something to put up Monday so I can stay consistent. And we talked about it, Andrew and I recorded together, and, and uh, then I'm going to try to bring everybody together again. But we've lost that first awesome conversation yeah. that I mean, we had and, that, and it hurt oh it hurt like that happens after i mean yeah. we've all i think we've all been through situations oh, yeah i've had other things we've like had some it, lost yeah. episodes we've lost things. um like the thing that i learned i learned this actually um i'm 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 gonna name drop here but um, <laughs> i have why not <laughs> i so i used to work at kevin smith's mod castle i was the doorman and i also did some shows there but when Chris Hardwick came to do a show, because we had super pro recording gear, and I saw him pull out a Zoom H1, which is like a pocket recorder, and he set it up on the desk. And I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, always have a backup, man, always. I've learned that. And he said, he's like, this thing has saved my butt. Because even when they're in the professional studio, things happen. So at the very least, he has that recording. And he's like, I've never lost a show. And they're on what now, like 800 episodes? Yeah. So, and he said he never lost the show, so I always took that to heart. I have like a little pocket Zoom, like it's tiny, but it, I've, I've used that and it's picked up, like it's, it's done its job. Yeah, so I'm even, gonna... you can go really cheap with those, but having a second recording at all times, I think that's the way to go. That stuff. I will do that forever after. <laughs> but see, now you'll never forget that. And so I will not. I have lesson. learned a very valuable lesson. Up. <laughs> right, we have another question over here. Oh, that's, that's been age-old question. Yeah, Money I, debates on the internet. Have yeah, so I'm on a bunch this. of podcasting groups on Facebook, which you know, look for those podcast 
what there's, well, podcast advocates, of course. Uh, there's She Podcasts, which is for female podcasters, and I can't remember the name of the other podcast hangout. There's all kinds of things. So just look for those. But but that question comes up again and again and again, and I don't think there's an answer to I it. I think people need to realize that this format is designed for on-demand listening. Yeah. And I don't think, because, like, in the world of, like, think about when you DVR shows, like, whatever it ha whenever it's on, you're not... Like, it doesn't matter. It's going to be on your DVR. So I think, like, I don't, like, because, like, if, if you release it on Tuesday, somebody might listen to it right then, but other people might wait and listen to, I only listen to podcasts during the week personally, but then I know other people that only listen to podcasts on the weekend. So I think the whole great thing about the medium is you can release it any time, and the way the whole thing works is it pops up in their player. But, I mean, there are, like, SEO, like, strategists that will tell you, release your episode at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays, I, you know. I don't know. I, yeah, we don't really have uh, data like that. But I think you gotta, you got to think about when people, like, when do you listen to a podcast? When do generally people listen to podcasts? I think a lot of it's on a commute. So if you release earlier in the week, then people can listen to it on their way to work, yeah. on the way home. If you release on a Friday, then it gives them time to listen over the weekend. Uh, it's just that kind of stuff. I think the release should more rely on... When can you record, and if anything that you're releasing is timely, you want to get it out yeah. as soon as possible. So if you're doing it about a TV show that's on currently, most, like, they usually do it that By the either, next day, like, yeah. like, the next day. So your episode is up the next day after. So that's the kind of thing that you do have to take into consideration if you're doing that kind of thing. For wrestling, we, like, since the shows are on Monday and Tuesday, we record on, well, now we're recording on Thursdays, but I want to have my episode up give them enough time to listen before the next week's things or if there's a pay-per-view on I want to so you got if you are doing something timely you definitely want to take that into consideration if you're doing a show about family ties that came out 32 years ago <laughs> so you can do whatever you want yeah. to I, I released mine on Mondays at noon and it was kind of just a random decision so and I've stuck with it and I get most of my listens Monday and Tuesday when the episode releases it's every other week but then I get you know still more throughout the week those are the yeah. two biggest days so I don't think it really other than than what they've talked about i don't think it really matters when do you release yours janelle, janelle <laughs> i was asking because we release janelle always talks about the bachelor on our show so it has to be after monday because that's yeah. when the bachelor is don't give so yeah if you want to hear far behind if you want to hear someone talk about the bachelor and then someone else groan now, about it a couple people here have admitted they're a little intrigued by it and some of our I listeners have even started <laughs> watching the episode much to my chagrin <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> Cool. Okay, another question right here. Uh, okay, another kind of technical question, I guess. Ask away. Uh, hosting content, I mean, or getting your content out there, do you guys prefer, like, hosting on MP3s, like, on your own website or another service, or just dumping the YouTube, or taking advantage of, like, a podcast network to host it for you? You know, the cons or not cons of those, or routes that you guys would go? It's a yeah. podcast network guy down at the I mean, end there, yeah. Andrew. Uh, I mean, the, the whole reasoning behind this podcast network is so that more people can find about find out about the other shows on the network uh, and we all use uh, the same hosting we use Squarespace uh, which is very simple and has been very uh, useful for podcast hosting and for cost reasons mm -hmm. but I know uh, Brendo you use well, we uh, put our files our actual mp3 files because here's the problem like let's say you get your like a lot of sh if you have a shared hosting account you can run into issues with bandwidth on those, even though they advertise free unlimited bandwidth, um, if your podcast hits huge, um, sometimes that can be a problem for them. 
Um, like it might crash the site and other things, which I ran into a lot in the early days. But there is like dedicated podcast hosts like Libsyn. I know that's the number one. That's what you use, that's Cheryl. That's what I use, yeah. And, but we, we host, again, I'm, I'm cheap and free. And when we started, it was the, that was the thing. And so we have our actual website, which is hosted on, we use DreamHost. But, um, but then our actual files are on archive.org. And I just, I don't know, I like what they do. So that's where I want to, and I haven't had any problems hosting them on there. And I've been doing it since we started the show. So. Yeah, and I, I host on Libsyn, which Libsyn and Blueberry are like the two kind of really big yeah. paid hosts for podcasts. And uh, Libsyn has been fantastic. They're, you know, I haven't had any problems, but I've seen a lot of people online talking about when they do have problems, they're really supportive and they get the problems fixed. Um, right now I'm paying $20 a month for hosting and I've got a, a ton of space. I just upgraded from 15 so I could see more stats. I may go back down to 15 because I can't really do anything with the stats. So it's just neat to look at. Um, uh, and then I host, my website is on WordPress, but I just recently upgraded that so I can have just my own domain rather than the, you know, it's MMM podcast. It used to be .wordpress.com. Now it's just .com. So it just looks nicer. Get that .com. Uh, I think yeah. um, you mentioned uh, YouTube as a source. Uh, none of us here on the panel use YouTube. Uh, We've David, done it. David does. I'm thinking about publishing mine to YouTube because you can do that directly through yeah. Libsyn and I just haven't taken advantage of it yet. It's just but. one more way for people to find your podcast. Yeah, I, th I think that's what it is. It's another way to, for people to find your podcast. But when I, I think of what a podcast is, I think of something that I can download on my phone easily for listening later. Yeah. And that's something that YouTube doesn't provide right now. So, But there are a lot of people who listen um, while they're at their computer, and that gives them something to open up on a website yeah. and have playing. We have like a whole group of our listeners, because Phil and I, we record two episodes at once, and, um, and then the whole thing is on YouTube. And we have some of the hardcore Radio Brennan fans that listen to the entire thing on YouTube. That way they can, they can listen to the second episode before we even actually release it. And that's that's how they, but it's like a three-hour YouTube. So I don't know. I, but <laughs> well, they, they get to hear all the banter. Yeah, or yeah between the things, banter. Yeah. They get we to have watch people that that's how they in. listen to the show. So <laughs> yeah. whatever method you can put it out there, that can. I, 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 that's like I just figure that's more people that are listening. That's one more way people are going to find you. So yeah. I have another question up here. Good question. Um, that's an, that's another yeah. one that goes around online constantly. Yeah, it depends on the. I think it depends on what you're doing, and I think there is an audience for everything because Phil and I consistently, for at least the first few years of our show, did like four hour episodes, three hours, four oh, hours, boy. and we had people that would complain if we didn't do those because they're like, I listen to this while on. I have a two hour commute, or I jog, or I do this, and I love it. And, but we did realize, we kind of hit this wall where like we weren't growing anymore. And I'm like, I think we need to mix this up a little Wait, bit. Wait, you so, were like that? Well, Phil was definitely. <laughs> uh, let's just clarify. Okay. okay, Phil. Phil was like that. And Andrew over here. That was his number one note on Radio Brenda Man for Three years. hours. Um, so what we did was we split it in half and we record two episodes, like two one hour episodes now. And we, we use a timer and we Ooh. do our best to stick to it, but. It's hard um, when we just because we don't have a format per se, so it's easy to just kind of drift away. But 
Andrew, what about like how long are your shows and the formats that fit with them? Uh, I I try for like an hour. Uh, I read somewhere. Um, I think hour even, is the sweet. I don't even know what it's based on, but I read somewhere like, oh, 45 minutes is the ideal length, and I yeah. I have no I've idea what that that's based too. on. Yeah. But if if you're looking at like a commute, if you're looking at uh, I don't know, just just time based, you know, then you could listen to you know two episodes and the time it would take you to watch a movie. You don't want well. Three I have hours. A, I have an hour commute. I listen to the first half, like. 30 minutes on the way and on the way back and it gets me right to home. So well, I think that's pretty normal. And that. my shows, it depends on the guest and how many tangents we go off on. So <laughs> uh, my shows range from 45 minutes to the longest one was Clancy and that was two hours and seven minutes because how do you edit that guy? So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't bear to do it. So, but you know, it, it varies and, and all the episodes get listens. So it just depends. Yeah you know, on your conversation and, in, on my again, kind of that, format. That's kind of the great thing about most podcast catchers, at least like iTunes and Stitcher and everything, is you just pick up where you left off and I'll listen to like a, like I, I'm a big fan of Pete Holmes as You Made It Weird and that can be two, three hours sometimes, but I'll just pick up right where I left off every time and yeah. eventually I'll finish the episode. But, um, and I, I, I think, yeah, like you said, like it depends on your show and your audience, but because when I started podcasting, I have emails from people that like, were mad because like there was a like one of the top guys at the time was like ten minutes. This is back in 04, 10 minutes, twenty minutes is too long. So it has it's definitely <laughs> it's changed. changed a lot. People couldn't fit that. Yeah. I couldn't do yeah, anything. That's how big the that. file size. Well, that was also back when like oh this file is twenty megabytes. That's huge. <laughs> All right, we had another question. I've, I've seen you raise a couple times here. Yes, no. Oh, you were just waving at me. <laughs> All right, well, up here in front again. That's good. That's good. I like that. What are some like bad practices or standards out there that you guys wanted to spell that you you know hear out there like oh that's why is people still perpetuating that or that's not really good advice? Hmm. That's a really good question. I can question. see Andrew might have some I'm answers. Thinking, I don't know. Well, I have one as a, a parent that listens to podcasts. Um, I'm limited to listening to some of my favorite podcasts when my children aren't in the car. So I think, honestly, that you can reach a wider audience if you make it, you know, you don't throw out the cuss words every five seconds and you keep it appropriate. And I know because it is a medium, you don't have to be, um, it, it's a free form medium, so you don't have to censor yourself. But Sometimes I don't get to those shows because that's when I listen to podcasts. Is when I'm in the well. Car there are a lot of there are a lot of debates online about what because you, now with iTunes you used to be able to mark your individual episodes as explicit or not. Now they do it at the show level. So if you have any explicit episodes, it marks it all. You should mark. You got to mark your whole. Which I do. I mark. I've always marked every episode explicit anyway, just because I don't want anybody complaining to me yeah. about anything. Mm -hmm. But there are there are a lot of things about oh well what about yeah. this word is does that make it explicit what about that word so I mean if you can do it clean that's awesome but I just for my thing, I just let people talk how they talk so I was know. like listening I listened to Adam Carolla and he did <laughs> one he does a week where it's kid like it's not kid friendly but it's not you know he's not cursing or anything but he was saying he gets more downloads yeah on yeah that you would. episode so. Uh, that is like one of the the oldest jokes of like podcasting when a person is a first time guest and they curse for the first time and they go, "Oh no, can I say that?" I, yep, I've had all kinds of people. <laughs> like, ask we don't me have that. the FCC, so <laughs> feel yeah. free, do what you do. But definitely <laughs> keeping it to what your audience is. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're depending on what your subject matter right. is, 
Family Ties fans, you know, we, we keep it PG. So. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I we already talked about mostly, but again, when you go on, these guys, these like veteran podcasters will tell you you need this expensive gear. And for me, that's the biggest like, because again, we come yeah. from, I come from a DIY punk rock sensibility. And like, that's just like, no, you just do what you do, do your thing. That's what, that's what makes podcasting great. Well, and there's yeah. also this big, like all the online groups, there's this big thing about how do I get into iTunes new and noteworthy, new and noteworthy. It's a bit, and, and all of the ones who really are experts say that doesn't matter. I didn't get into new and noteworthy, and it's fine. You know, Like they say, yeah, you'll be in there for a few weeks, you'll get a bunch of downloads, and then when you drop off of it, your downloads drop too, back to what you would have had without it. So it doesn't really buy you anything, and there is no magic formula to getting into it that's what people are always looking for is what's the formula to get that so There's definitely no it's magic. it's you, not you worth might have to worrying know about someone is, yeah is the rumor yeah then uh, there are plenty of other places that you can get noticed on the internet besides the itunes new and noteworthy um like i read uh every monday uh pod mass comes out of av club yeah. and that they just list off podcasts that their writers have listened to that their episodes they think are very good and um, Split Cider also. Yeah, Split Cider. Um, Shut Up Leonard got a little write-up in Split Cider because I just emailed them and said, hey, we're interviewing Dan Harmon. Uh, maybe you want to check out this episode. And they did. And, I mean, it's just that easy. You just yeah. get the word out and just say, hey, you know, maybe check out our episode. Yeah, if you're, you can get a write-up. If you're doing, like, a specific topic and, like, there's websites dedicated to that or a fan base you can reach, like, a message board, like, back in the... Day, I remember we had a ton of success on one of my shows because we interviewed somebody from True Blood, and then we went on the True Blood blogs and message boards, and and that and then that got us just like because we never would have been able to reach those people, but they're like, oh, you're having this person, or you're talking about this thing, and so reaching those niche audiences. All right, um, we gotta we gotta move to the next okay. thing here. We got I saw two more questions here, and then we gotta get to our presentations for other people. So, question first. How do you go about um, booking interviews? Give that to Cheryl. <laughs> I'm yeah, the Cheryl. interview one. Uh, for me, it's just, I mean, for, because uh, I talk with all different types of people. I've got the Hollywood people, and then I, it, I specifically try to get non-Hollywood people as well, because everybody has a film influence story, uh, or they think they do. Um, it's literally just a lot of it is connecting through other people. So if I have a guest on, like I started with friends, Janet, who's sitting here, was my first guest. Uh, and I went through all my friends and then, you know, and built a show and then I could go out to other people and people, I went to people I followed on Twitter. That's how I got Swampy Marsh. He was one of the first like name people I got because he was doing an event. I said, Hey, can I come out and meet you? And I did. And, and we have become friends now and which is awesome. And, um, and it's literally like I have sort of a core group of listeners who kind of came out of their shows and came to my show because I went on some of their shows and and those people now connect me with people on Twitter that they follow who they would like to hear talk about their influential movies so it's just sort of you know going out on Twitter going on other shows connecting with other podcasters so that gets you out there more yeah. and you meet more people and and can you can have your fellow podcasters on your show as well if you start a podcast, ask any of us. We'll come do it. And <laughs> also, there's um, there's events you can go to. Like Phil yes. and I get most of our big interviews for the year at LA Podcast Festival, which is the most LA amazing Podfest. thing com. ever. They just announced their dates this year. I think it's October fifth through the seventh, or seventh so. through the ninth. It's fifth through seventh. Yeah, something. and it's going to be. And Phil and I, we've. 
I couldn't even, we've, we've talked to so many people there because they have a podcast room and, and the comedians. We talked to Marin. Yep. We talked to TJ Miller this yep. year. We talked to Todd Glass. Talked to, um, as Phil's favorite, uh, we talked to Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks. We're huge Freaks and Geeks That's fans. That's it. We can retire now. Um, <laughs> and it's where, and it's where and I met these guys. Met. That's right. And, and that's we've... where, Phil, we met another podcaster that connected Phil with um, Mark Price from that's Family right. Ties. Yeah. Through there. So awesome. meet, making those connections. Networking you never know is huge, yeah. Who yeah. you talk to and who they know. And especially at that, con- that, 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 that event specifically because it's all – podcasters so there's events like that and it's really affordable compared to some of the there are the podcast industry shows which i don't i've never been to one of those because they're too they're expensive, too expensive yeah. but <laughs> this one is more it's dead it's geared more towards fans and and the way they handle the podcasters so things like that all right lightning question one last one and then we got to get going okay. um, perfectly. <laughs> so um nick and i both have kind of podcasts where we're involved in, with one and we're starting another one um, but it's really research-based, but I know that if we're coming out once a month, how do you keep that fan base uh, kind of coming back when you're once a month? Or do you plan ahead and maybe try to record X number ahead of time so that way you can be putting them up on a semi-regular basis like every other week and kind of like build out? I know a lot of people do that where they'll they'll create a bunch of episodes before they release the podcast to start it so they have uh, basically an archive that they can keep going through while they're creating new ones so that's great also though if you do it monthly then I would use social media to keep people engaged and direct them there hey there we've got stuff going on there to kind of just keep you top of mind or even if um if you did uh between every month if you recorded a very short kind of like preview episode saying coming up we're going to talk about this or Here's a fun thing that we found out. If it's research-based, you, you have some kind of something to give them to kind of tease them for that new episode. But mm. don't let being a procrastinator like <laughs> yeah, don't let <laughs> stop you. Yeah. You get it out. We've recorded on vacations before and in weird <laughs> places just to get something going. So. I think True. once a month <laughs> is fine as long as you're consistent. Your audience will know and they're there. And, the way, and again, with the way that they're, they're going to, the, the episode is going to pop up in their thing and... And and you do it when you can, and because when we started um, MBWS, we were once a month, and you fill in like we had a blog with like since we were wrestling, we here's the wrestlers, what's going on in wrestling this week, just a blog post or a social media talking to people, um, and that's that's a good way to Sweet. keep. Can I, can I just all right? A we have well, lightning. We got it. We got our sign. So lightning quick. Okay, can I? I just going to give a couple quick stats just so you guys know the average number of downloads for podcasts because that's what people ask about. Uh, Per episode per month is currently 171, so it's 5,000 isn't normal. And 85% of podcasters are male; only 15% are female. So get out there more. Get out there, yes. So all right. So right now, if you have a podcast in the room and you would like to share it with the rest of the room, want you guys to be able to tell everyone about it. What I'm going to have you guys do is come up here and make just a little quick line right up here. You guys are going to have 40 seconds. To tell us a pitch about what your show is about and give us your URL of where we can find it and the name of it and everything. So, and all, the mic. we're gonna be we gotta be strict because we've got a sign. So, and also, also, when all this yeah, is over, right. I've got stuff up here for anybody. I've got postcards and yeah. buttons and stickers and the whole works up here. And, and the like, handout. If you sheet. have any kind of things to trade with us and trade with each other, do that. So, yeah. come on over here. You're gonna use this mic here. Hey guys, my name is Justin. Uh, I co host a show called Geek KO. It's actually a geek trivia uh, podcast where we take, like, I have a love of trivia and, like, game shows. We bring, like, an expert on 
as our end boss, and then he asks us questions, and we study it throughout the week. We actually had uh, Matt Benson on, and nice uh, as a as a host for like our James Bond in our oh right uh, yeah that episode. was fun yeah, and he's coming <laughs> back for uh, for Fast and Furious, and we had Justin Kazan on, on as well. So I get they're on familiar there. with your guys' network and everything, <laughs> but yeah, you can just find us on Geekko like Knockout and uh, on GeekStateNetwork.com, which is our network. He's going to probably talk about it a little bit more. All awesome. Right. All right. Nice. Yay. Hi, guys. I'm JPG. I am the producer of the Geek Say What Network. Uh, Justin's podcast, Geek KO, is actually part of our network. And we have two other ones. Uh, Ready, Set, Geek, which focuses on the introduction uh, and the gateway into getting into geek and pop culture, uh, which is run by a woman. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, and we also have the Geek Offensive, uh, which is actually our our only mature audiences cursing podcast. <laughs> yeah, Geekao and Ready Set Geek are actually like PG thirteen, PG friendly. Yes, great. Uh, and you can find us at uh, geeksaywhat.com. Geeksaywhat.com. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, my name is uh, Joshua Gilmore. I'm from the Nowhere California podcast slash website. We've been going for about six years now. Uh, Probably, I'd say about 400 episodes going. Nice. Uh, we are basically a nerd uh, pop culture podcast. We are we are explicit, so kids, please don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Some adults probably shouldn't listen. To it. Uh, basically, I guess the best way to sum us up is with our motto is ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere. So we can go from stand-up comedy to movies to comic books to even diving into like hot button news issues like violence in media and all that stuff too. So if you want to check us out, Nowhere California on all the podcasting search engines and uh, NowhereCalifornia.com. Thank you. Awesome. How's it going, guys? Great. Thank you. It's weird when we can talk to strangers and not get nervous, right? (laughs) 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 My name is Chris. My podcast is called Sunspots Comics, and the core of it is to give Fun, spoilerish, free recommendations of comic books that are new. So I okay. focus on the new pile that I buy on Wednesdays, anywhere between 15 to 130. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I read them all and discuss them, but kind of in a spoilerish, very positively infused way. And it's uh, sunspotscomics.com. I named the ba- uh, the uh, podcast after my dad, who uh, had a band called the Sunspots. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Traveled around with the USO and the Rat Pack and, and oh, wow, awesome. a Las Vegas lounge band. That, their band was Sunspots. And he's been on the podcast, my dad right there, Roger. Nice. Cool. So, uh, it's just about the core of its comic books, but then we peel off and talk about, you know, comic books. <laughs> you can't drink this now. Contaminated. <laughs> <laughs> contaminated. No, but, uh, cool. Thank but, you. Yeah, it's just thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Sunspot. Hey. Hello, my name is Chris, and I am a co-host of Rake and Readers with my girlfriend Kelly yeah. right there. We're actually on the Benview Network. Very happy to be a part Ooh, of that. Nice. We read short sci-fi stories that are posted on a subreddit called Short Sci-Fi Stories. Uh, we get permission from the authors and critique it and have a little bit of fun with it. We're also looking to do more of the old kind of public domain short stories, the older popular authors soon. About 30 to an hour uh podcast episode and we love taking suggestions and interacting with people so yeah you can find us on the benview we're also on vidme uh youtube and itunes and a reagan readers that's it Ray all Gun right readers. thank you nice. Nice. uh hi i'm david king and i host the midnight marinara podcast also on the benview yeah. network 
It's an audio drama podcast that adapts uh, short horror fiction into full-fledged, fully-voice-acted radio plays. It's awesome. audio dramas. <laughs> uh, we also do a sister podcast called Undercooked Analysis that is way less professional and way more explicit. And it's just us cold-reading <laughs> creepypasta stories and deciding whether they're good or not based on a, like just a popcorn style with guests, paragraph-by-paragraph analysis of the story. So you want to find that? It's benviewnetwork.com slash Midnight Marinara, and that's where you can find me. All right. Thank you. How's that for a pick? Great. Five stars. Hi, my name is Michelle Brittany. Um, I and uh, Nick Dyack, we are part of a group called HP Lovecast. We talk Ooh. about HP Lovecraft work um, and talk about his influence on other authors. Um, we pull in historical as well as the man himself. Also talk about all things pop culture related to the stories that we read. So we delve into Cthulhu as well as the Dreamlands. Thank very you very cool. much. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> all right, you're up. Last one. <laughs> I like your shirt, by the way. It's awesome. Thank you. I love it too. That's <laughs> why <laughs> well, I bought it. Unlike the last guy, I'm still terrified to be up here. <laughs> but you're doing it, and that's what matters. Um, so my one of my friends and I, we. Well, kind of recently started a blog that kind of we lost interest in a little bit, but we're getting back into it. It's called BF Geek Girls, for big fake geek girls kind of looking at um, just this community from a woman's perspective and kind of what that goes into it, as well as a safe place for people who are more considered minorities mm-hmm. in this scene and how you don't have to be like a certain level of fan or look a certain way or express your fandom in any particular way to be a geek. Um, But we're about to start a podcast that we're thinking of calling SOS, which is Save Our Ship. (laughs) um, It's kind of going to have like a love line feel. There's like a creative element to it. So like the idea is we'll create letters from different characters from our favorite shows. I like relationships. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And I like it too. Or like if the writer is That's like, help, my writer's writing me out of character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so issues like that. So um, eventually keep an eye out for it. We have a Twitter for BF Geek Girls and a WordPress and eventually down the line we'll probably post stuff there for... Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. BF Geek Girls. It's time. All right. Wrapping it up. We're at time. You have 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Uh, not only do I produce the Midnight Marinara podcast, I also run my own podcast on the Venview Network called The Artistry, where I interview creative professionals in order to help people who wish to get into the creative field. So this is, includes anything from YouTubers, podcasters, writers, artists, everything. So um, you can find me at BenviewNetwork.com slash The Artistry. Thank you guys so much for being here. Good job. Come on up. We got our flyers here. We got buttons, stickers, everything. I even have static. Podcastadvocates.com is our website. Check that out. And we'll kind of move out into the hallway so the next thing can get on. But if you guys have more questions or want to chat, we'll, we'll, we'll congregate out that way. Excellent. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books. Another stuff, poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about poo. And you, if you, if that sounds cool to you, and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benviewnetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.
www.thepowerhouse.com.